Hello, and welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Short Takes on Suicide Prevention Podcast. I'm Melissa McCarg, and today I'd like to welcome Matt Moores. He works with a terrific organization called Warrior Canine Connection, and he has both professional and personal experience with training dogs to serve veterans. But I will let Matt tell you more about that as we get into it. Thank you for taking the time to join us today, Matt, and it's really a pleasure to speak with you and to learn more about Canine Connection. No, it's really a pleasure to be here. I, you know, I appreciate the invitation, and I'm uh, looking forward to talking with you and with everyone listening uh, about what we do. That's awesome. I am too. Okay, well, let's just go ahead and get started, jump right into it. I want to let people know that we are going to include some really terrific links where you can find out more information about Warrior Canine Connection, and that includes a totally amazing puppy cam. But to get us started, (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if, Matt, you could give us a little bit of a background. So what does Warrior Canine Connection offer veterans, you know, whether it be around training or petting or maybe even receiving one of these amazing animals? Right. So we do all those things uh, and more. Uh, Warrior Canine Connection is a nonprofit organization that operates out of uh, military hospitals and the Palo Alto VA, and we train uh, service members to train dogs for disabled veterans. And uh, we, you know, bring in people from the community, as you mentioned, as puppy petters. And one of the end products that we do produce is uh, service dogs, both mobility and psychiatric service dogs for disabled veterans. That's amazing. Are these animals, once they're trained, are they available to veterans anywhere in the country? So we, uh, right now, are focused around uh, the area where we are located. And that's part of a a health concern for our follow-on care for the dog and for the individual that we place them with. We want to make sure that we uh, can answer questions and bring the dogs in if something's going on, uh, you know, to tweak training and behavior and things like that. I see. Okay. So currently they would be available basically in two locations, you said? Is it Walter Reed and also the VA Palo Alto? We we operate out of uh, Walter Reed Hospital, uh, Fort Belvoir, and the Palo Alto VA. So uh, those, you know, locations are around where we uh, tend to place dogs. So in the tri-state area, D.C. metro, and then over uh, on the left coast. Okay. And hopefully that, I'm hoping that maybe in time that could be expanded to other locations. Well, that's the plan. So we are in the works of uh, expanding nationally. Uh, That's one of the big things that we're working on right now is uh, gearing up and uh, bringing this this to more people. That would be amazing. Well, one of the main kind of tenants that you go by is something called mission-based trauma recovery. And I'm wondering if That's you could right. kind of explain to our listeners what that means and what, what would it look like kind of in relation to warriors and, and canines. Absolutely. So this is the, the thing that we're really proud of, and it's uh, frankly what saved my life. What sets us apart from uh, many uh, other organizations that do similar work. There are a lot of organizations that train service dogs and place service dogs. And what sets us apart is that we involve service members who are in recovery in our program. So it's not just about one dog going to one person. It's about a dog having a connection with 50, 60 uh, people as they train this dog uh, to be a service dog. So it brings guys like me into a mission and gives us purpose again. And that's, uh, like I said, that was still to my recovery. So uh, I won't bore anyone too much with my background, uh, but I was uh, in the Marine Corps. I was uh, a tanker. And in 2013, I was on a patrol uh, with my with my guys and uh, sang in it. And uh, my tank was destroyed. Uh, we ran over an, uh, an IED. We uh, were in an ambush. 
my tank was destroyed. My friend's tank uh, was destroyed as he maneuvered to protect us. And uh, it, uh, it, was, it was bad. So it, it, was, uh, it was bad. You know, so I finished the deployment because I, I wanted to stay with my guys. And, you know, after, uh, after that incident, uh, I knew something was wrong, but I'd look at myself in the mirror and I couldn't see anything wrong. You know, I didn't get burned uh, like my friends in the other tank. I, I hadn't been shot. But something was not right. You know, uh, I was angry all the time. I uh, couldn't remember the names of my Marines. You know, I'd be looking at them, and I, I couldn't figure it out. So about a year later, uh, I met Walter Reed, uh, and I was diagnosed with a traumatic brain injury and uh, with severe PTSD. And the doctors told me that I was going to be medically retired. You know, I said, uh, Book of more is, uh, you know, this is what's going on with you. You have a broken back. You have this brain injury. You have post-traumatic stress. Uh, we're recommending you for a medical board. And that mm -hmm. caught me completely off guard. Uh, you know, I had envisioned uh, that I would go to the hospital and they would fix whatever was going on with me and that I would be back on my tank with my Marine. Uh, because that was my plan. You know, I was right. I was Marine and I was gonna be a Marine. You know, my friends, uh, my friends and I joke around now, they tell me uh, I was bad at war, you know, and I, I forgot to die on the tank. And, uh, you know, it, it, <laughs> it was, that, that was the plan. You know, I was, uh, I was career Marine. So when that wasn't gonna happen anymore, it was like having the carpet pulled out from underneath of me. That was the last thing that I was holding on to. You know, I felt like my life was spinning out of control. I didn't understand what was wrong with me. But at least I still had my purpose. At least I still was a Marine. And uh, I took it really badly. You know, and I'm very fortunate that the doctor who was, uh, was in charge of my care at Walter Reed told me about Warrior Canine Connection and uh, the mission-based trauma recovery program. And I said, uh, Corporal Morris, uh, I want you to go check this out. It's a program. They, they teach wounded guys how to train dogs. And uh, I'll tell you that uh, my reaction initially to that was, well, that sounds stupid. Uh, I'm a Marine. You know, I'm not going to go <laughs> clean up after dogs. I'm, I'm not, you know, this is, you got the wrong guy. Uh, right. You know, I, and, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was funny. Uh, the doctor was a naval officer and he looked at me and he said, if you were right about one of those things, uh, you're a Marine, and you're going to do what the hell I was ordered you to do. And uh, that was pretty much that, you know. So I stalked out of his office and headed down uh, to Warrior Canine Connection that they had set up. And I remember the whole the whole walk there, uh, I was thinking of how dumb this was, and I was so angry because I'd been of other treatment, and it uh, was not working. So I thought, you know, here we go. We're another waste of my time. And I brought that all attitude right into the office. I'm sitting down there, and the folks from Warrior Canine Connection are telling me about how it works. And I am uh, burning a hole through the wall in the back of that office, so angry, thinking, how can I get out of here? You know, how do I get back to my room? Like, how do I, how do I quit? And as I'm thinking that, I felt something touch my knee. And I looked out, and there's a puppy there. And I thought, uh, okay, that's weird. So I start petting this dog. And uh, the next thing I know, I'm on the ground with it, and the puppy's, uh, you know, up on my chest, kissing me in the face, and I'm laughing. 
and I hear uh, my wife, who is with me, sort of stifle the sob. Uh, and I look back uh, over my shoulder, and I, I said, uh, the hell's wrong with you? Why are you crying? <laughs> and she said, Matt, this is the first time that I have seen you smile uh, or laugh or display any kind of emotion besides anger and fear. Uh, so you'll have to excuse me if I'm a little bit emotional right now. And uh, she was right, you know. Uh, it really was clear to me, to us both, in that moment, how true that was. That that was the first time where I'd felt anything positive uh, since I'd been injured. So we knew uh, right then and there, like, this is the real deal. Uh, this, this is what we need to be involved with. And that is how I got involved. So uh, mission-based trauma recovery is about teaching people how to be a person again through the mission of training a dog for someone else. Because my failure uh, to respond to therapy wasn't necessarily that there was anything wrong with the therapy or the treatment, but it was because I failed to engage with it. I could not uh, get it through my head that I should be in a hospital having people fuss over me and take care of me uh, when I look in the mirror and there's nothing wrong. You know, and in my head I know there's guys who have been shot or, or while I was at Walter Reed. You know, I look around and see these people have no uh, arms. You know, there are soldiers here with no legs. And I'm, there's nothing wrong. Uh, so I couldn't figure it out. But when I had the mission that, okay, this isn't about me. This is about, this is about training a dog for someone who needs depending on me, and that I can relate with, and that's what uh, the people in our program, it's what makes it successful, is we take the focus off of the individual in care, and we give them purpose again, and that's what gave me a sense of self-worth again, as I told you, you know, when they said, you're not a Marine anymore, well, if I'm not a Marine, what am I, and with this, I felt like I could still serve, you know, I would go in and work with this dog, take this dog out into public, uh, teach this dog how to, how to respond to stress cues, teach a dog how to open doors, turn off lights, teach a dog how to go on the metro. Uh, and that kind of stuff was therapeutic for me, and it didn't give me a way to get out of it. You know, uh, even though I didn't want to get up and go on the metro because uh, it was symptomatic, you know, I, don't, I did not feel safe. But because the focus wasn't on me, uh, because the focus was on the dog, I did it. And I found that the more I did those things, the better I felt. So our, our uh, founder calls it the Trojan dog effect. He says uh, that when you take the, the focus off the individual, off the, the person who's working in this program, and you make it about something bigger, the therapy sneaks in. And I'll tell you, it is uh, a night and day difference. Uh, I mean, my wife knew uh, what days I've been working with dogs and what days I wasn't. Come home and you're happy. So that's, uh, that's what it is, and uh, that's how it works. That's a very powerful story. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Absolutely. And you also kind of have a unique history and story with Warrior Canine Connection in that you both trained animals, and yet you also ended up with one of the canines you were training. Is, that, is that right? Yeah. Okay. So that, could you tell us exactly. a little bit more about you and James and how you kind of ended up together? Sure. Well, I, uh, like I said, 
uh, knew from day one that this is this is what I needed to be doing. Uh, so I was uh, constantly at the Warrior Canine Connection headquarters, volunteering, uh, helping with training. You know, I went through uh, the pool. Uh, mission-based trauma recovery program at Walter Reed, and they trained me uh, how to train dogs. So then I came to headquarters and was helping the trainers there train puppy parents and uh, who are uh, community volunteers that uh, raise our dogs. And uh, I was working a lot with a dog named James. And James is a, is a very special dog. He's uh, very smart. He is uh, very stubborn and uh, requires uh, not a firm hand, but uh, he just likes who he likes. So uh, I was very happy with, uh, with the way James was, was progressing, and he worked well with me, and we were happy with he's starting to work better with other uh, clients as well. And uh, but we were kind of dragging, and we couldn't find quite the right placement for him. You know, we couldn't find someone that really clicked with him. And I came, uh, came into work one day, and... Uh, one of my coworkers came up to me and said, uh, you know, Matt, I, I really need to talk to you about James. And uh, I, I uh, immediately went on the defensive. You know, I was thinking, I, I know, you know, he's, I'm still working with him. I, you know, I believe he's going to be a great service dog. We just have to find the right fit for him. You know, there's someone out there that uh, this is going to work for. And she cut me off and said, uh, yeah, you're right. I agree with you. He is a great dog. And the other trainers and I have talked. And we think that James uh, should be with you. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of uh, choked up a bit. Uh, it, it was another real turning point in my life. Uh, because uh, so I, I joined late. I had worked a lot of other jobs before I was in the Marines. Uh, I had some experience uh, working with people. And I uh, never thought I would find a group of, of people who were like family uh, that were coworkers again, like I had in the Marines. I mean, you're with those people all the time. Like, they're more than your friends. They're your family. And uh, it was really hard walking away from that because I thought, how am I ever going to find something like that again? And when, uh, you know, this group of people saw through me saying I'm fine and I don't need help and recognize how different I was when I was with James and when I wasn't. Because uh, troops, you know, I, I needed him. And I was better with him. Uh, but I was still still holding on to this mindset that I, I didn't deserve him. And uh, it, it was just an incredibly beautiful and powerful moment uh, in my life and in my recovery to see that these people loved me. Uh, and they cared about me, and they wanted what was best for me, and and that was uh, that was that was how I got James, you know. So we started the application process, uh, and uh, went through the training, you know, all of the, the procedures that we go through to place a dog, and uh, and now he's with me all the time, and uh, it's absolutely uh, changed my life in a profound uh, profound way. You know, I'll, I'll tell people I'll never be who I was, but I'm very happy with who I've become. That's amazing. And James is a big part of that. James is a huge part of that. You know, it was, uh, it was all about finding a purpose, finding a new mission, finding a community that that uh, 
cared about me and that I cared about. You know, we we love each other. And then James is, uh, <laughs> I just love him. Uh, you know, I don't know what else to say. He's an, uh, an incredibly uh, funny, uh, special dog, and we just uh, we just really get each other. That reminds me of a couple of the stories and the videos I've seen with you and James. And and in those, you mentioned a couple times about how having James in your life made you whole again. And and also how he reminds you to step out of the story. And I, I was really kind of struck by that. And I was wondering if you had a, maybe a moment you could share that would maybe show how how James does that. How does he draw you away from past experiences and, and bring you nearer to wholeness? So we, uh, the dogs that we train uh, have been uh, bred and, and of course, uh, trained to respond to stress cues. Uh, our dogs are naturally uh, aesthetic. They uh, observe people. They are very, uh, very good at picking out when something is off. And they are then trained to uh, interrupt that by uh, gradually being more, <laughs> more invasive. So James sees me uh, having a bad time. You know, the first thing he'll do is look at me and try to get my attention that way. And if that doesn't work, James will walk up to me and press himself against my leg. And if I'm still not paying attention to him, uh, you know, he'll bump my hand and then try to lick my hand until I focus on him. But I know, uh, I know the video that you're talking about, and uh, I was was talking about uh, being uh, blown up. You know, I was talking about uh, being in in Afghanistan and having my tank destroyed uh, by enemy action. And uh, that is something that I uh, not relived, but uh, that day and the sequence of events and what happened and uh, my Marines' faces uh, are constantly on my mind. Uh, And if I am distracted, uh, I will get uh, caught looping that and I can zone out and get more and more upset. And what James is wonderful at is seeing that and acting like a goofball to try to get my attention. So in that video, he uh, <laughs> off camera was uh, spinning in loops, you know, and making a silly, silly sound like a, like a, I don't know, it's just funny. Uh, but that's that's what he does, you know. And his whole character, everything about James, uh, is is funny, you know. If you just look at him, like, God, what a what a goofy goofy boy. Uh, and that is is perfect because it reminds me uh, to be mellow, you know, to calm down, to, to just uh, to acknowledge, you know, what I'm thinking about, but remind myself that it's in the past, uh, and that you know uh, I need to live for now and focus on what is good and what is happy and uh, all the positive things in life. I think you might have just, in a way, already answered this question, but kind of going along those same lines, I'm wondering, you know, there is currently research, and we will include links to this from the Warrior Canine Connection website, that's gathering an evidence base for therapeutic service dog training programs like this one. But I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit more about, from from your experience or others you work with, what do you think is it about a warrior dog connection that may reach veterans when other treatments may not have? And I, again, I think you 
have already touched on this, but if you have anything else to add. I I do. What I would like to share, uh, I was just recently working uh, with a gentleman, and he really summed it up perfectly. He said that he had gone through all these other treatments, and and he was not able to connect with it. He wasn't able to access those emotions in a healthy way, and he still didn't want to talk about them because he was afraid uh, that he wouldn't be able to to control it so he just wouldn't share and that's a, a huge barrier to getting better you have to you have to engage with with help and talk about it mm-hmm. and said what makes this special is that these dogs don't just open a door they break down the wall and it's instant you know he was telling me that as soon as he saw this dog everything was better you know, as soon as he was holding him and the dog's kissing his face and he, you know, has his hands in the dog's fur. And, you know, if you love dogs, you know what I'm talking about. They yeah. make mm-hmm. things better. And it sounds like there's kind of an instant sort of safety there maybe. Absolutely. You know, it, uh, there is safety in that. There is calmness in it. It's uh, positive. You know, everything about it is uh, love, uh, the healing power of love. I love that, yeah. Well, kind of winding down toward the end, I'm wondering if you if you might have a particular story that sort of stands out in your mind um, working either with the dogs or, or with other warriors. What strikes me, you know, every time it is, that, and and why I'm so passionate about doing this, is that I hear over and over again uh, how important this is to people, you know. And uh, I talk to wives and husbands who say the same thing that my wife said about me and said that, this is what makes a difference. This is what helps. You know, I haven't seen uh, the person I love happy in years, and now they're happy. Uh, how do we help? How do we stay involved? And, uh, you know, I- I'll tell you that it's – I just uh, wake up excited every day to be a part of that, uh, to be a part of spreading uh, healing and uh, hope and love in a world that sadly needs uh, all those things. That's, that's for sure. So kind of piggybacking on that, I am sure that there are listeners out there who would be interested in, you know, as you say, kind of being a part of that and contributing to a Warrior Canine Connection in what way that might be possible or even someone possibly interested in receiving a dog of their own. So I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about how someone might go about becoming involved, either becoming a petter or a trainer or... Sure. Uh, people who are interested in becoming involved with the organization, receiving a dog, uh, becoming a volunteer, uh, uh, contributing to our fundraising events, which are crucial uh, to us. You know, again, we are a nonprofit, and all of the work we do is uh, dependent on contributions. Uh, so the best way to get to all of that is through our website, uh, warriorcanineconnection.org. Uh, and if people need uh, help, uh, if people listening. Uh, are hearing things and thinking, hey, that sounds like me, uh, please reach out to me directly. Uh, my position at Warrior Canine Connection is Veterans Outreach Coordinator, and my job uh, is to connect uh, veterans uh, with our services. So I can be reached uh, at matt.moores at org, and I'm sure, uh, I'm sure we'll have links available to all that uh, attached to this podcast. Absolutely, we will. That, that's terrific. And I'm wondering if you could um, tell us 
who or what might be eligible to actually receive a warrior canine? So uh, this is another thing that I'm very proud of. You know, there are uh, there's so much focus on uh, post 9/11 veterans and on uh, combat wounded veterans, and those that you know uh, those people absolutely deserve uh, help, but that is uh, not everyone. You know, the, to me, I don't see uh, a difference between someone who uh, went to combat and needs help and someone who didn't go to combat and needs help. And I don't see a difference between a Vietnam uh, veteran or a Korean War veteran who needs help and an Afghanistan veteran. So we uh, provide mobility and psychiatric service dogs to veterans uh, of the United States Armed Forces. And again, uh, to to look at uh, if our dogs would be something that works for you, uh, please go to the website, learn a little bit more about us, and uh, I really encourage uh, anyone who needs help uh, to reach out. And even if we are not an appropriate fit, uh, we will work hard to find you uh, the help that you need. That's terrific. And and I'm wondering if there might be, you know, it sounds like you again, you will be expanding nationally, but right now you're kind of on either coast. Are there would there be opportunities for folks who might be able to contribute in a in a more online or virtual environment? Absolutely. You know, uh, I think that uh, one of the neat things about us is that we do have a, a, a widespread uh, social media presence. You know, we have our 24/7 puppy cam, and uh, a community has really grown up around that. Uh, they call themselves the Extreme Puppy Watchers, uh, <laughs> and it's uh, it's funny, you know, but they really uh, do contribute to our mission uh, through fundraising, through uh, gifting things that we need, and through uh, flying in uh, to actually volunteer on site. That's terrific. Uh, as a closing, I'm wondering if there's anything that we haven't covered that you might want to add now before we before we close for now. You know, I, I uh, can't think of anything, but uh, what I do like to say uh, is that if you're suffering, uh, like I was, uh, you know, I, I didn't look for help as soon as I should have. And the people who were affected by that the most uh, were the people who I loved the most. You know, I distinctly remember. Uh, my wife talking to me, uh, my brother talking to me, uh, my best friend talking, and the only thing I could think was, when is this person going to shut up? And I would look at them and know I was, I loved them. I knew I was supposed to love them, but I didn't feel anything. And that uh, hurt them badly. You know, they they knew something was wrong, and they knew I wasn't getting better, and they knew. I wasn't getting help. If you are suffering, there is hope. And there is help. And you don't need to live that way. I didn't think it was true, uh, but it is. You know, I am better. Like I said, uh, I will never be the person I was, but I'm very happy with who I am now. And I'm very uh, happy that I have the opportunity to share that message with people and to connect them uh, with the same care uh, and love that brought me out of the dark. I would like to very much thank you for taking the time to join us and, and to talk about your experience. And, you know, we hopefully maybe at some point we can um, do a second follow-up podcast down the road when you um, 
when there's more more news to share. I'd uh, be very happy to. You know, I really appreciate uh, you having me on. Like I said, uh, it's uh, you know my mission in life uh, to share the story and connect people uh, with the care that they need. So uh, uh, thank you uh, for giving me the opportunity to do that today, and thank you uh, very much for what you do and being uh, being a part of increasing good in the world. You know, like I said, we need it. It's our pleasure. Okay, well that is it for today's podcast, and again, many thanks to both Matt and James. And please check James out the. You're link. very welcome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> please do check out those links to learn more. And I, and again, I'm serious. You've got to check out the puppy cam. Um, and yeah, the puppy cam is great. And, that's that's and, a must uh, do. Please check out our social media too. Yeah, James, out, uh, uh, James has his own Twitter account. Yes. Yeah, James is on Twitter. He's on Instagram, and so are all the the Warrior Canine Connection. Uh, a lot of the dogs. And right. of course, we have our main account as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> so everybody, please get in touch with us if you have any comments, feedback, or questions. And if you have a moment, um, please do subscribe to our Short Takes podcast series. And as always, do join us next time for more interviews related to suicide prevention, resilience, and well-being.